if Charlton says we're ready, then I guess we're ready. Yes, that's that's the real thing. Hello, I'm Kimberly Adams, and welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. I'm Kai Rosdahl. Thanks for much for jo- thanks so much. He said in his <laughs> native tongue for joining us on this Thursday. <laughs> Man, that was terrible. <laughs> It's been a long week, yeah, uh, but today is the day that we are just going to do a news fix, make me smile, and get y'all out of here. So, uh, Kai, you have an interesting one. Go ahead. Well, so I am following, because it's really hard to look away from a train wreck, uh, I'm <laughs> I'm following uh, Elon Musk's effort to turn his $44 billion purchase of Twitter into a $0 purchase of Twitter by driving it into the ground. <laughs> Uh, and and so there's lots going on. There's the eight dollar blue check mark. There's this and that, and and all the yonks. Here's where the rubber is going to meet the road for Mr. Musk and his lieutenants, as as the New York Times called them. Um, advertisers are running screaming away from that uh, platform. General Motors, L'Oreal, the last couple of days. Now General Mills. Audi and Pfizer have said we are going to pause our Twitter ads because we don't want our products next to racist, hateful, misogynist, take your pick, content that people are now going to be increasingly able to tweet out because Mr. Musk uh, is is relaxing some of the curation of that website. And, and look, I uh, cards on the table here, right? I'm a Twitter user. I really enjoy it. I get my news from there. I have serendipitous discovery from there. I have people who are my Twitter buddies. It's I like the platform. But if it becomes a cesspool, more of a cesspool, I should be clear, um, look, I'm not paying anybody eight bucks for that. And, and whether or not I stick around and a lot of other people stick around sort of depends on how it goes. And advertisers says, have said, we're not taking the chance. We're not doing it. It's so funny. I've uh, applied multiple times to get a blue check mark oh. and been denied like every single time. Um, I apparently I'm not a big enough deal for yeah, Twitter right. to give me a blue check mark, but I definitely would not pay for it. No. And I've been watching with interest um, the flight of users. I've mm-hmm. gotten DMs from people saying, hey, I'm leaving Twitter. Here's where I'm going. Oh, and funny. other people have posted more publicly saying, I'm leaving Twitter. Here's where I'm going. And it's a bunch of different sites. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. I was just telling the reporters about this late, earlier. Uh, let's see. So Mastodon, Co-host, Counter Social, Tribal, all of these yeah. different social messaging sites that are suddenly getting deluged with users. And some of them are a bit buggy because it's just like all of a sudden, everybody's joining and everyone's trying to sort of figure out what the next space is going to be. But (laughs) what's interesting about it is I went today and I signed up for all of them and I was actually able to get my name. I have an extraordinarily common name. Yeah, that's funny. And the person on Twitter who is Kimberly Adams is a librarian in Virginia, I believe. And she ran for Congress at one point. Uh, She's a big Trump supporter. And so like that is the Kimberly Adams on Twitter. But um, I have, because I have such a common name, I'm rarely able to get my actual name on these social media platforms. So I went today and I got it on all of these new ones. I'm Good like, for you. Getting in early. Good for you, right? <laughs> early adopter. Early adopter. That's yes. awesome. Oh, that's I do great. have my actual name on Skype. I got, I got on that pretty early for anyone who actually uses Skype yeah. anymore. So, okay. You know, watch this space for Mr. Musk. Go ahead. 
Yes. All right. So uh, my news fix is reviving the old daylight <laughs> savings times fight, which he talked about in the show uh-huh. earlier this year when it snuck through the Senate, much to everyone's surprise, that uh, a bill to make daylight savings time permanent. Now, it was a big to do at the time because a bunch of the senators didn't know it was happening and it got through kind of on a technicality, but it brought all this conversation about should we make daylight saving times permanent and it's sitting with the house right now and the house hasn't really done much with it but reuters has a piece today where they actually asked people about it because daylight savings time Mm -hmm. or the reverse is coming up and uh it stalled in the house and, and and people are split it looks like the headline is u.s congress is split on making daylight savings time permanent because a lot of people are really bummed that we're about to push the clocks. Is it back or forward? Fall, fall back. back in the fall. It's back. Yes. Yes, fall back in the fall. Because it's going to get dark earlier yep. and seasonal depression and all that stuff. And some people say that that's even worse to make that permanent. And if we're going to make anything permanent, it should be standard time. And that would be better. The Washington Post has this very fun, interactive piece with lots of interesting, fun, lighthearted graphics about why daylight savings time is worse for your body than standard time. And the subtitle is an animated story of what science says about changing our clocks in the fall and the spring. And it gets to sort of your body's clock and how the different time uh, standards, I guess, yeah, mesh yeah. with it and where it messes up. It's kind of fun. It's animated and you can just scroll through and it's educational. I, I liked it a lot. I, I will do that. Did you say that, that standard time is worse for your, sorry, daylight saving time is worse for your body than standard time? Is that what that said? That's what some of the scientists right. say. Well, so Marco I mean, Rubio's it's... bill, which is the one in the Senate that's going to come up again, has us going to daylight saving time permanently. Right. And this is the fight. Some people are like, if we're going to make anything permanent, which there's a debate as to whether or not we should, it should be standard time and not daylight savings time. Put up or shut up. Daylight saving time. Yes. (laughs) We're only, it's only one saving at a time. Put up or shut up. Which, which one do you, are you in favor of going one year round or do you like the switch or what? Uh, the arguments I have seen thus far oh, make me don't, feel don't like, get analytical. Just come on, give me your gut. Make me feel that standard time is probably the way to go. I like changing the times. I don't know. It, it's it's a marker of passage. That's it. That's what I got. Okay. There we go. Well, on Sunday you'll get to do it. I have know. Fun. I know. And then I'll <laughs> grumble about it for a couple of days, and the dogs will be out probably. of whack and everything. Anyway, yeah, I'm glad I don't have little kids anymore. All right, Charlton. <laughs> Charlton, I'm going to guess, what, is, what does Charlton think? What does Charlton think about whether we should stay on daylight saving time? Come on. Give me yeah, a Charlton, whisper in my ear. Think? Give me a little talk back. What do you think? Charlton likes what? Well, it likes switching times? <laughs> there we go. All right. Okay. Well, we, he raises a very you good point. We, yeah. we live in L.A. Y'all no seasons don't have here. seasons. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, well there we go. It's different when there's actual weather. That, that is true. That is true. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, mine is... Kind of nostalgic and also very touristy promotional, but CNN has this fun article about the tunnel under Niagara Falls. Did you know that this, about this? I that had there's no a idea. giant tunnel. Yeah, there's a giant tunnel under Niagara Falls because they're at one point they were using it for hydroelectricity, and so there was this a power station 
underneath Niagara Falls that diverted water from the Niagara River to run giant generators. I'm reading from the CNN articles. Um, giant generators that electrified regional industry and contributed to the nearby Great Lakes port of Buffalo, yeah, which you know very well because yeah. wow. uh, you were there. Becoming known as the City of Light. The power station operated from 1905 to 2006. And it's been kind of off limits, but certain tours have taken you through it. And CNN has all these cool pictures of the inside of this power station and the tunnel that you can go through. And it's all like fun. And it actually might make me want to go to Niagara Falls again. I haven't been since I was a kid, but I want to see the tunnel under Niagara Falls. Totally, totally. That would be awesome. That would be totally awesome. Yeah. Speaking of awesome, uh, mm-hmm. we are going back to the moon on the 14th of November, fingers crossed. Woo-hoo. So as we have talked about on this podcast many a time, Kimberly and I are, are you know, NASA and space freaks. Um, the, Art- the new Artemis rocket is going to roll out after having been rolled out and then had to get rolled back to fix some things and a hurricane and all this. Um, it's going to start rolling out uh, the early hours of tomorrow. So that is after midnight tonight, right? Today's Thursday? Is today Thursday? Yes. Yes. Um, it's going to start rolling out to the pad on the big on the big crawler thing, and then it's going to launch on the 14th. And remember, this is the one that goes around the moon and comes back. It's the test, and eventually we're going to put people back on the moon, uh, I think, on Artemis Four. So um, that's what's going on with space. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was kind of cool. I think there's supposed to be a really good full moon coming up Oh, that'd as be well. great. It's going to be like be great. very interesting looking. That would be awesome. All right. There we go. All things are awesome. Yes. And sing the Lego song. Everything is awesome. Okay, that is it for us today. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Andy Euler for Economics on Tap. Our YouTube live stream starts at 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific. We'll have more news, some drinks, a new slash old kind of swag, and play a round of Half Full, Half Empty, plus a little poll action for those who tune in on the live stream. In the meanwhile, if you've got a question or a comment, 508-UB-SMART is the phone number. Leave us a voicemail there. Or you can email us at makemesmart at marketplace.org. Make Me Smart is produced by Marissa Cabrera and Courtney Bergsicker. Today's episode was engineered by Charlton Thorpe. Ellen Rolfus writes our newsletter. Our senior producer, Bridget Bodner, is working on the next season of Million Bazillion. And Donna Tam is the director of On Demand. For like, what, two days? Hmm? For how much longer? I mean, you know, Donna got a promotion. It's a whole podcast. It takes a bit. We should should tell people Donna got a promotion, right? So, you know. Oh, yes. Donna got a promotion. Yeah, Yeah, Donna. So, you know, I'm just saying. There's going to be some shuffling in the credits. That's all I'm saying. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.